five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And Emilio is muted. And Emilio is <laughs> muted. That's how you know it's an intoxicated podcast, everybody. Oh, fuck. For those who don't know, it's Father's Day, a.k.a. June 18th, 2023. And uh, we've all decided to drink, except for Bobby and, and Sniper. Uh, obviously, this is the... I thought you were drinking. No, I'm not drinking. Oh, man. It's just me and Emilio. All right. It runs in the family. Alcoholism. Yeah. Woo! Those small well, it's, it's daddy day. It's good can for you, you guys to celebrate it. We can't can you hear say something, We Emilio? might have to redo that beautiful intro I did. That'll be sad. See, no. No. He no, left. He, just, he's, like, he shakes his head. No, nah, I'm leaving and coming nah. back, son. Nah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. wait for well. him. I guess we have some announcements at the top of the show. That's right. Uh, I can start it off with DLGCon. So DLGCon still happening, still happening the first weekend of November. Uh, still going to be San Diego, and we definitely want to hear from you guys. If you want to guys want to come join, it would be such a blast and an awesome time. We're kind of in between uh, a really badass, huge ball and big rock star villa and a beautiful, like gated estate that is on the ocean. And has a beach right there that you could walk to. And so we've got two pretty fantastic options. Um, you have about another week to sign up and send deposits. So that way you can secure your spot in the house. Um, and if you have any questions, you can DM Days or myself. Well, Amanda, same person. Or you can email <laughs> us. And you can find out this information by going to dlgaming.net and then joining our Discord. And within our Discord, we have a channel that is just called DLGCon Planning. We've started a thread in there as well about any updates and things going on. And so that's where all of the fun and everything that is happening is going to be happening. And in November, DLGCon is going to be happening. And it's some of the most funnest shit ever. I'm telling you, it's a blast. So you should come. And I'm Ender's Logic. Hey, I'm, Emperor, I'm Emperor Pilaf. <laughs> Wait, Emperor Pilaf? That's what the M stands wow. for. Yeah, EM. He went up to Emperor. God damn, that's presumptuous, dude. That's a lot. Dude, you don't know. You've never seen Dragon Ball? He's a little blue guy. I don't know he what that is. He was born <gasps> a week ago. Oh, Sniper, we're going to have a anything. private conversation. He's never seen Home Alone, dude. <laughs> we're going to have your first company write up, Sniper. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Watch more shit. Thank you for that, Amanda. <laughs> watch well, more. This is a. I was gonna say this is a this is a gaming podcast, guys. I think we're starting to really take a bird walk with this kind of shit. So, Wait, well, before we go, the... before we go, we do have a new patron. We definitely want to mention Curdle. Curdle. He gave us five bucks a month on Patreon. Wow, Amelia, what else can people get if they do that on on Patreon? Why should they support us? That's so weird. Oof, you are putting me on the spot there, buddy. Um, <laughs> so first, the 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 actions at the Discord. Everybody wants to be on the Discord. You don't want to be one of the scrubs that doesn't have a place to sit at the Discord. You want a green name. Everybody respects the green name at the Discord. I think that comes with like some things you can do on there as well. I don't know. Uh, Christian knows more about that. But yeah, you can do things that other people can't do. 
um, uh, this man, what else can you do? Um, if you uh, subscribe for a certain amount of time, you eventually get stickers that seem to be vaporware at this point. But at a certain point, you definitely get a T-shirt. I can guarantee that you get a T-shirt at a certain point. Um, uh, and that's that's us just losing money. We don't we're good at talking shit. We are bad at business. Basically, you give us like 60 bucks eventually and we just send you a $60 shirt or something like that. It doesn't really work out financially for us, but that's how we do it. Um, also, what else do we do? Christian, what else? That list uh, was like 30 things long when we made it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you're, you're putting me on the spot. I, I'm, I don't really know what people get, but if they give us money, we will t- talk about it. We will say their name one time. Uh, and apparently, if they donate for three years... They get to pick a game that we have to play. Oh. Is anyone close to that? There's lots of people who have reached it, but I don't know if anyone's cashed it in yet, guys. Yeah, dude, if you guys have re- hit the three-year mark, send, send any of us a message saying what game you want us all to play. We'll play it. Also, Nick will suck your... <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Next game is I might look like at it, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> He'll look at it. He'll I'll give it. you a rating, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, I'll give you You're a one rating. to twenty. One oh You're opening yourself up to uh, <laughs> some problems, but uh, you know, Amanda was right. Things. It was a gaming podcast. You know, once upon yes. a time, it is still a gaming podcast. Yeah, true. How about we? <laughs> Man, how about we start with a person that has twenty things on their goddamn list, Amelia? Well, dude. Uh, it was explained to me. I don't know if this is true, but E3 is no longer a thing. But everybody decides to announce their things around when E3 used to be. It's kind of like a eulogy for E3, you know? I don't know why they did it that way because I feel like you're competing against everybody else, but maybe it's like a big dick t- contest. They're all pulling theirs out and see who wins. Uh, I think Pers- they want to announce it this time of year, so... Well, I don't know if these games are going to be available, but like Christmas and the winter time is when they sell most of their games. So I don't know if they're trying to try to get everybody hyped for their November releases. Yeah, because yeah. sure. usually what ends up happening is that during this time of the year, like the summertime, everybody gets hyped up with trailers. So they usually try to advertise three things: the long-term projects, so like the Starfields like from like four years ago or like the new elder scrolls from like, you know, four years ago where they're like, we're coming out with new shit, but it's not until another four years. So you obviously get like one or two of those, right? Big titles announcements that the game is being made. And then you get the things that are like in the next year and a half year or so that's coming out next year. And then you get the stuff that's being released this year during holiday season where you get gameplay trailers um, usually the things that are being announced in the year, year and a half range, you get like a story trailer or something like that. You find out, you know, someone, someone has cancer or someone, the world's going to end if the aliens touch it. Um, some shit like that. But right now, because E3, from my understanding, the reason why they stopped doing E3 is that companies were tired of spending money just to be able to announce shit when they realized they can just announce it on their own. Um, you were playing for like a a key spot on a presentation floor and COVID really um, put the nail in the coffin for that. Yeah. I feel like it was already in decline right before COVID and then COVID. Yeah, exactly. It was a nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, as far as I've uh, paid attention and don't quote me on this. I have been very busy lately. Uh, I feel like Xbox took the show I, for PC gamers um, out of all everything that I saw. Um, I'm just going to list off 
all the day one releases on Game Pass that you're paying $14.99 a month for. All right. So Fable Reboot, that trailer was, I thought it was so good. Uh, it was funny and it looked super cool. Um, I, no gameplay footage, but that was one of the ones where even the cinematic, you can see what direction they're going with. So I was very cool with that. Forza, Forza Motorsport, Game Pass. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024, Game Pass. Um, Jusant, Bobby, I think you talked about that, something about desert or sand, right? Jusant means sand? Is that right? Which one? Jusant. Jusant? No. All right, anyway, that's coming out. <laughs> uh, Are you one. talking Pursuit. about in French? No, Sable is sand in French, and that was a, oh. different, a completely different game. Oh, I was, I was off. Persona 3, I know a lot of people like that series. That's game one, uh, day one game pass. City Skylands um, 2, that's uh, day one game pass. And then um, what happened to... We have one more I... title, and it's uh, Senua Saga. Uh, a Hellblade 2. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a game that's set in the essentially Viking Age of Finland. Uh, it's about a woman named uh, Senua. Uh, and it is a game that discovers mental, I mean, that discusses mental health as well as drug use uh, in that time. It deals with the main character who is constantly hearing voices in her head, and she deals with the mythological as well as much as the actual that's happening in her life. Um, they released a kind of story trailer. Um, it's very almost horror-esque game. Um, the game is sort of on rails, but it's um, from what we've seen. But we don't have a direct gameplay trailer. Um, we've seen a lot of story stuff. We've seen a lot of stuff regarding the atmosphere. Um, one thing that I love about this game and the previous one itself and the music from the previous one that you can see some like live performances and shit looks insane is that for some people, this game makes them uncomfortable. Um, there's a lot of dark, brooding topics that exist in in this uh, in this world, and and this game talks about them, and this game con- like uh, spearheads them and the conversation on them pretty quickly. Um, so imagine like a very very deep set um, personal trauma uh, world that's set in like mythological Viking Finland, as well as like this bridge between what's actually happening and like the mythological during that time. Yeah, you're not um, even sure. She's not sure what's real and what's not. You're not sure as a player. Even at the end, it's still, you're not sure. It, it's very, very um, ambiguous as far as, like, what's real and what's not. And I don't. Oh, he's gone. Well, he's gone. What would I, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's and he's muted. muted. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because Amelia's muted, and as like he said, you don't even know as a player if what you're seeing is real, and let alone the character doesn't know if what they're seeing is real. Um, I I think this is a pickup um, if you don't have Game Pass, and if you have Game Pass, this is a game that's going to last you a while. The first one was pretty fucking long, if I remember correctly. Um, Amelia, are you back? No. No. He's not back. Um... It seems like Emilio is lost audio. Um, we are trying new audio techniques on the podcast. Remember, everything is live. Uh, hopefully, this part gets edited out. Um, <laughs> we don't. Does. We don't edit the shows. <laughs> we don't. We don't edit the show. We do it all you live. You get it raw. <laughs> you get it hundred <laughs> um, percent. 
but Bobby, one thing that I saw on a banner of a website was Sea of Thieves, The Legend of Monkey Island. And I know that The Legend of Monkey Island is a point-and-click adventure game from, like, the early 90s. Uh, can you tell us about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. A lot of people messaged me about this, and, of course, I saw it. And yeah, this is going to be a big deal, at least for me. Um, so it's got uh, uh, what was Ron Gilbert's company, uh, the LucasArts branch that did those games, um, Legend of Monkey Island, uh, Day of the Tentacle, all those ones. Oh um, man, what is the name? Grumpy I'm Gamer? Lo- no. Uh, no, I'm looking it up right now. But um, yeah, the, I, I loved all those point and click ad- adventure games from back in the '90s and. Uh, sea of thieves loves to do these tie-ins now before i even saw this announcement the first thing i saw was an article talking about how ron gilbert said he was not contacted or invited to be a a part of this in any way and even before i read the article i think it was on ars technica i immediately thought like that's kind of a weird response because i'm sure you don't own the rights to that game so it's not really up to you i mean it is kind of your creative uh, child, but uh, still, you know, I don't know if you could really expect that. And then the article goes on to say that actually they did contact him about it, but they were already in the middle of developing it. They did invite him to be part of it, but uh, he never got back to them. So, uh, yeah. And it, from what I can tell, the actual content in the game is just going to be um, two or three, uh, three tall tales. Tall Tales are the single-player content in Sea of Thieves. They they are definitely not the highlight of the game, but you can unlock really cool cosmetics through doing them, and it's good to do them every now and then. It's like a two-hour mission. It shakes up the gameplay a little bit. It's nice. Or, you know, if you're playing with uh, someone who's not really into gaming or you just kind of want to relax and do something chill, it's a... Uh, they they can be a lot of fun. And the first couple of Tall Tales, I've talked about this before, they do a fantastic job of capturing the, the Disneyland rides. I even saw somebody posting, I think it was on Reddit, they were asking, what's up with these Tall Tales? Like, I feel like they're purposely low quality, like in some parts and just kind of weird. And someone had to explain to them, oh, this is based off the Disneyland ride. That's why the audio uh-huh. sounds a little strange and why characters seem to be doing the same thing over and over again. And uh, it's built like an amusement park ride. And it's so strange because walking in those environments, I feel like I'm walking on the set of Pirates of, Car- of the Caribbean at Disneyland. It's one of my favorite rides there. I've been on it so many times. Um, it's got like all all the things, the dog with the key and everything. So I, I think they're going to do a great job with um, The Legend of Monkey Island. Uh, it, it's got um, the the main character of that game has the stupidest name. It is Guybrush Threepwood. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. And I think the story is that he um, is now like in charge of Monkey Island or something. And you take some quests from him. Um I I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. It, Even though I love uh, Monkey Island, they were um, they were difficult games when it came to the point and click adventures. I found them more difficult than a lot of the other uh, games by was it LucasArts? I think it was just LucasArts that was making these games. Uh, Tim Schafer, Ron Gilbert, all those people, Um, and then later Telltale Games uh, uh, made like the remakes, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even though it is just tall tale stuff, like I I think this is going to be fun. And I'm glad they're doing the tie-in. Like that's just, it's a good fit. So the audio from the end game is taken from the rides at Disneyland. 
It's not mm-hmm. taken from the rides. They recreated no. it, but they made it sound yes. just like it. Because I, And I talked about this months ago when I got really into Sea of Thieves. Uh, the rides at Disneyland have a specific audio. Those rides were created, when was Disneyland created? In the 60s, 1966, I think? 1966, I think, or 1968. Yeah, I like, it was the 50s, but yeah. Uh, 50s or 60s, and yeah, it... And they have like kind of that old school tinny in it. Sounds like, like it's coming through a can. stereo. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a specific sound to it. And they, they keep that going, even though they have the audio equipment to make it sound different. They still kind of have that in a lot of these old rides, just because like people have been going to Disneyland for all their lives and they're used to it being a certain way. And they really, they redid it in Pirates of the, or, um, uh, uh, Sea of Thieves, but, they made it sound just like it. So you, they, they if, wrote if, the line. If I can have one example of that in, in another video game, is that, do you guys remember Bioshock, obviously? Everyone here's played Bioshock. Pretty much oh, a yeah. human being. Mm-hmm. Sniper's hang, shaking yeah, his head. And Christian, <laughs> man, we're going to... Oh, my. Man, dude, I tried. Hasn't I, seen Home Alone. We're going to get you Bioshock. beat up by gangs when you visit fucking San Diego. Christian, like, really quick. Uh, do you know what the punchline is in that game? The big uh, reveal? Uh, no, not, not a clue. And you said you tried playing it, but it was just too antiquated or what? Uh, I tried playing the, uh, I guess, latest Bioshock, the one where they go. Yeah, that that infinite. Infinite. Uh, Yeah, Bioshock infinite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I made it a bit of the way through, but no, I don't know. I don't know the punchline. I don't know anything. Don't spoil it for me. Spoilers. No, no, no. no. It, it, I think it's like a, an, like a, a six hour, seven hour game. For Bioshock One, like you can you can just go through and not do any of the extra shit and discover the story. It's amazing. It's one of the best like stories of all time. Best okay. twist ending in any game. Um, and and just the just the area design and everything. Um, it, it's it, it's also discusses a lot about politics and stuff. But for those wondering what Bobby's talking about about the audio, if anyone remembers the uh, the Circus of Value fucking machine, it's like. Welcome to the Circus yeah. of Value. But like the audio is purposely shitty. Like it's coming right, from it's tinny. It's yeah, really, yeah, it's really exactly caca. It, yeah, I remember. That's yeah. that's what he's talking about. That's going to be inside Sea of Thieves. So well, that, that, that is that one. line actually a little bit of trivia. That line is actually spoken by uh, Ken Levine, the game director for Bioshock. Oh really? Oh yeah. wow! Oh, wow! That was a fun that's fact. We're learning. We're learning today. For those who don't know, if you try to buy something and you leave the shop, you get a unique uh, voice line. He goes, come back when you got some money, buddy. And then they make fun of you for being poor, uh, which is a big thing about the the whole game. Uh, So if you've never played Bioshock and you're above the age of like 12, go play it. Yeah. Are are we at the point where we're saying does Bioshock hold up, though? Dude, I, Dude, think I don't think it does. I, I honestly, it's a great game, but like, I think gaming has just changed so much since then. I think it's just antiquated. I, I don't could know, be. man. I don't. It could, it could don't be. It Do you think Bioshock is ready for a remake, like Dead Space? Well, they've been talking about making Bioshock Four, and yeah. the things they were saying about Bioshock Four sounded awful. But I don't know. It was supposed I, to be in space, right? Hmm. I, I can't but, remember, but I just remember it was going to be like open world. It sounded like there was some pay to win yes. and some no. really gross stuff that just Guys, it didn't sound good. I'm looking at Bioshock and it's listed on Steam as Bioshock Remastered. Is that the one I want? Well, they remastered. The, yeah, they touched yeah, up the, the graphics original. and the controls. But yeah, that's the one you want. Okay, I can be your time traveler, guys. No technology required. I'll just play the game right now and I'll tell you if it holds up. 
Christian, if you want to do a new segment called Christian Tries Old, we'll definitely do it. We'll definitely do it. We'll give you the ten dollars that Bioshock fucking costs, and you can play the game. Dude, we'll give you some marbles, some some uh, jacks. We'll give you we'll give you some wheels and tunies, and some and some Tim Hortons and a hockey puck, and you can go ahead and review the game for us. All right. Make some Caesar. Yeah. It's twenty-two dollars Canadian. I'm probably gonna have to wait. For Is it twenty-two dollars? No, I think I have an extra copy. Of our accounts. Oh, we all have, have an extra accounts. copy. Yeah. It was free on Epic not too long ago too. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, yeah. a long time ago it was free on Epic, but you can play it off of any of our accounts. Yeah. Oh. Nice. righty, where are we at? So that are was we... Sea of Thieves: Legend of the of Monkey Island. Um, Days, I haven't heard your voice. I want to hear your voice. Yeah. What do you got for us? Well, that's all right. Well, instead of first, I've got a final. So this is a little <gasps> reminder that the finals uh, has another beta going on right now. As you're listening live, or even when you hear the episode on Tuesday, you'll have a day left. They, um, they've apparently made some updates and added some things, and everybody can, uh, most people can play in the closed beta, especially if you played again like if you played in the close the first closed beta sorry if you played the very first one then you automatically are in the second closed beta so if you're like i'm not sure uh but you played the first you're in so if you didn't get to play last time though starting well it started on the 14th uh steam invites went out daily if you signed up and if you didn't sign up you can go to their discord or you can just like google the finals and sign up on um their what they have like a steam powered website and I think it's even on their Steam page, and so that's linked in the show notes that you can sign up through that. And so they are trying to polish and balance and improve the game. Um, and so I put this on my radar because I am hoping that I can play uh, quite a bit of the finals before I leave. Um, but they've been pretty active on their Discord and also working with everybody and fixing a lot of things. They've made a lot of like uh, quality of life updates and especially a lot of ui fixes is what it seems so that's cool they seem to be kind of tweaking and just really trying to balance and make the game much more playable and enjoyable and i really like this game because it's like you know it's it has a lot of elements of like call of duty and a great first person shooter but the whole mechanic of being able to destroy the landscape that you're standing on or destroy things to get up to a different place is just like an amazing addition i think that it that makes the game like a lot of fun i've had a blast uh playing it before and so i'd like to play it again but once again that's the finals and you have until june 21st to try the closed second beta hey, so Dave, I, I, um, go ahead, I said go it started ahead. the 16 when does it end i missed it it ends on the 21st so on okay. wednesday i would love to i'm gonna sign up right now and maybe we can play after the podcast that would be cool. I, I do have one professional question for you, Amanda. So I have a couple of friends groups, and we all play video games, and I talk to them all the time. And I've talked to them about the finals. No one is, it, like, it is so hard for a new IP to get seen or get noticed. Like, Emilio's list for highlights is, like, 18 things, and, like, nine of them are fucking new IPs. And they all look garbo. They all look so generic. Hey, they, they all look like really generic. About? Your selections are shit, I'm, Emilio. That's well, what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your 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 gaming opinion is awful, man. All right. I'm just kidding. But okay. no, and, and re, with the, with the reality of the situation, right? Is how does a new IP like the finals get out and actually get sold? It is so hard right now to get a new IP to get launched because even old IPs are doing terrible. 
Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that there's kind of way too many IPs flooding the market in a way, and that is definitely causing people like a selection paralysis of sorts. Fuck yeah, and so is. I definitely think that it would be pretty tough to uh, compete and release things, especially if you already don't have a name established. But I think that a way that they can kind of do that is the way that, um, you know, they're building up with a community. If you get a community that's going to follow the game and work with them and listen to the community, then, like, I really think that that's a good way to kind of amplify and to do it. Unless you just want to, like, throw stupid ass loads of money into advertising like uh, one of the games that we will be talking about again. I'm sure I don't even need to state it. It's on everybody's highlights, and it's what it's everybody's been playing. It's the one with the horns. It's the, oh <laughs> Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the one that turned New York into a living, like, hell. <laughs> it's the one that had an arson attack on Canada. Yeah. And so, but I mean, like, you know, you could either, I feel like you could either be spending a shitload of money on advertising uh, and reach out to people that way, or you build it with the community, you know, and then the rest will kind of do itself. And not exactly, but it will, for the most part, like, you know, people get talking and kind of join in on each other. Like just right now, we were talking about the finals and now Emilio's down. So it's like things like that, you know, and I think that that's kind of their own angle. But there is an overwhelming amount of options, especially when you tie in all of the indie games that we could be playing as well, you know. Yeah, I, I just feel like, when it comes to like certain certain games, like for example, Paragon, right? Do you remember Paragon from 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one they got shot. Yeah, they closed the shop. Like, dude, like that that game seems so cool. It was a MOBA, third person, new age design, a mixture of like magic and sci-fi, and then it fucking just landed on its face as soon as it launches. And it sucks because there's so many new game types and there's so many new genres and there's so many like blends and innovations and sometimes they just fucking dookie their like pants like it is like it's sad to see because you know that these are people's jobs you know that these are people's like passion projects it's like what what do people do to really get ahead of the curve like it it, it sucks because like i i think the finals is a good ip i think the finals is a good game from what i've seen because i i've watched multiple videos on it i've watched competitive like semi competitive play of it I haven't played it myself because I just don't have the time, to be honest. But you didn't get let in. Come on, be honest. No, they, yeah, they don't let <laughs> anybody above two sixty. They don't let in. They're just like you're too fat. Get out. I just I want to put it on the record that I disagree with both of these opinions. There's a shit ton of new IPs that are easily being uh, seen, and and old IPs are doing bad. I mean, it really depends on the product and the marketing behind it. And you always have to have a community push and a marketing push. You can't just have one or the other. You so, got the in, you got the inside scoop, Christian. But I do I do think that we're, we are at a point that so many games are coming out that even a good game is not a success. Uh, not there's no guarantee of success. Like you said, well, I think you we're have just to have a marketing that. push. Yeah, and a but lot I think of game devs don't specific... have that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a lot of game developers don't. They're not also great marketers, and you know they're well. They usually pay people to do that part for them. Some might not mm-hmm. know that they need to, you know, even the, the, the very small ones, the three man teams, the one man team. Yeah. I think some get left. There's just so much, dude. I mean, so I heard, I was listening to a podcast and someone was like, okay, like a hundred new games come out every week, including, you know, indie titles and stuff. There's like five or seven great ones out of those hundred. And we don't talk about those 
those ones every time. We don't nail it. And all the other outlets, they don't nail it. It's it's interesting. But let's not get too deep on a game on an episode where we have a thousand things to talk about, Nick. Thank you very much. Hey man, um, I'm just trying to have some introspective conversation for once. You are, but let's do it when I think it was two good conversation. I think it was good, but yeah. But I disagree. <laughs> Goddamn fuck you. <laughs> and I wanted to add one think- more to that Game Pass list. The one that I can't. I'm gonna say it. I guess game Star Starfield is day one Game Pass. It's crazy. I mean, is I it? looked it up twice to make sure. I didn't want to say it. You're telling me without, a seventy dollar triple A game yeah. from a studio that is known for making millions of dollars is a day one Game Pass game. Day one Game Pass game, right? How Can much do you think they're making? On, how much do you think they're making on each download? Yeah. Like, They're owned like by Xbox. 12, 12 Schmeckles? Oh, that's right. Oh, it's all going to Xbox. They're, Fuck. So there used to be. That's amazing. Follow the money, man. They did. Bobby knows. They announced that during the Xbox um, show. That's what I say. They they stole. They won out of all the different things. I think just, you know, this hasn't been said for a long time. There used to be a phrase called the killer app. You know, that you had the one app that brings all the boys to the yard. And um, like that hasn't been a thing for a really long time, except for like Sony. I guess Sony kind of ran away with that train. But I mean, that's crazy, dude. Like Starfield day one on Game Pass. You want to you want to know the one thing that got me interested in Starfield from watching the trailer? The one thing, dude, just one. Just I mean, I mean, it's 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 Bethesda and they're using the same they're they're using the new engine that's going to be used for the new Elder Scrolls in the in the game. So like Uh, this is a smidge like of a tit like a little dab of acid of of what's coming for the new Elder Scrolls. Like this is the new engine that they're using. Yeah. Um, They they said that of all the games of all the games they've ever made Fallout, Oblivion, you know, the Elder Scrolls series much more. This is a game that has the most amount of weapons and fighting styles out of all of them. Yeah. I'm still going to get a big stick and hit people with it. <laughs> the big bonk. In you space. Know what I'm saying? In He's space. like, I have this arsenal of weapons that I could choose from. Ah, give me the stick. The fire give, me the, the give me the stick. space wood. Make it big. Every, yeah. Lasers are cool, but have you ever hit anybody with a stick? <laughs> with the most technologically, technologically advanced rays. We're on par with the Borg. Bunk. <laughs> okay, I'm going to knock a few of them off of my list because I have such a long list right now. Um, this is just an announcement. Frostpunk 2 in 2024. I put that on just for Christian. Christian, you Hell yeah. Frostpunk 2? Yeah. That's that's a yeah, that's a pre-purchase. That's They have my money the second they made Wait. any say, sort like, of announcement. Is that your favorite it, game of all time? It's my favorite city builder of all time because it's a story city builder, but the mechanics were so fun. And, you know, the twist on Frostpunk, I'm sure everyone's played it by now, but you have to keep your people warm, basically, spoiler alert. And you're managing this weather system that goes throughout the level. And at the end of the level, it gets really intense and it feels like a final boss moment. And city builders, I mean, I can't think of a city builder that's done that so well. Others have tried to make boss mechanics, but... It just because it tied into this story, and then people are dying. It's like, do you want to amputate all your orphans? It's like, it's Jesus. dark. It's aw- It's dark, yeah. and it's awesome. And you explore the map. There's so many modes. Uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't wait for Frostpunk two. It's going to be sick. 
One thing that I favorite city builder, and all he plays is city builder. So yeah, it's his favorite <laughs> game of all time. <laughs> um, one one thing that I've heard from a review about it that makes that makes me give the game so much respect is the fact that like a lot of people say that it's perfected the the option of choice and the consequences of that when it comes to city builders. Do you get short range satisfaction now? and negatives later or do you get negatives now and, and long-term benefactors but it's all lo- the gradient is all over when it comes to choices um and then some of them are morally extremely terrible and you're like oh this is great and then sometimes they're morally like ambiguous and you're like eh, it's all right but you know you know kind of makes everybody warm um if you've never played frostpunk it's probably in the top three city builders of all time it's mm-hmm. um it must be what it's like to like be a mayor of a really shitty city, like handed the shit. Like Detroit, the mayor of Oakland. Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> 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 just shaking her head. Why you move to Detroit, man? Yeah, don't you shit on my city like that. <laughs> okay, really. I'm gonna do this as quickly as possible. Um, Warhaven is kind of like a War of the Roses or like a uh, chivalry, um, but it does seem a little more uh, like. Like you have a, a character base or class base, um, much more arcadey. But uh, from what I could tell, the classes definitely have like an ability, like an ability shooter, but melee. That's what it seems like to me. Also, seems like it might be f- free to play, so that's kind of. Eh. But um, yeah, that's cool. Oh, we can play it free uh, for demo for Next Fest, which starts tomorrow, I think. Um, we can play that for free. So I'm going to try to check that out. Uh, what else do I have? Um, <laughs> I only, I'm, I was trying not to just put things that are pretty and shiny, just new ideas. And one of them was Diesel Legacy, The Brazen Age. So it looks like a uh, final fight or a, uh, you know, like a 2D side scroller, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. But it's 2v2. It's a 2D fighter where you fight against two other people. You're not going against waves of minions. It's a, it's a fighting game, but it very much in the style of a 2D brawler, uh, single player or multiplayer game, if you know what I'm talking about, like a double dragon, if you will. Uh, so I thought that was cool. I mean, you know, obviously I prefer my Street Fighter, but at least they're trying something new. I've never seen that before, so kudos to them for that. Um, also... PAX Day. I think we're going to be talking about this a lot coming up. Um, this is a game. Uh, it's a massively multiplayer online game that is trying. It sounds like they're trying to do a lot of things that um, oh fuck, Eve Online did, but like in a medieval fantasy setting. So the in, the uh, it, the economy is completely. Uh, controlled by the players every single thing that's crafted or made is made from players um all the weapons all items everything's made from the players so even at level one you can start going you can grab a pickaxe and get to work and like start making your own riches um it kind of reminded me way back when i was playing everquest 2 the other big game was, oh man, Ultima, Ultima Online, and I, you know, I saw a group of people and they were all mining gold, and it looked so boring. 
And I was like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, we're mining gold for our guild. And I was like, this is what you do all day? Yeah. And, and sometimes we get raided and killed. And so there is, a, I have a little bit of fear of that happening in a game like this. You know, you're going to have people just doing labor in a game that doesn't, you know, it doesn't make anything. But I, I don't know. Maybe you can mine enough gold to become the king. I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty I, excited, dude. For, yeah. Have for you, seen, what have you heard of this about. before? Uh, yeah, I've heard of PAX Day before. Um, it's funny, the Ultima Online, the game designer was Raf Coster, and he went on to make Star Wars Galaxy. So a lot of that open world ideas kind of are a thrill line to those two games. Um, and the people who are making this, uh, as you know, or maybe you said and I missed it, also do make EVE. So uh, a lot of those ideas are a thrill line from EVE and hopefully distilled into something more fun. So I, I'm super excited. I think... This is like exactly at my alley, this open world. And I feel like Amanda's going to jump in and say, uh, mining gold is not fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also too, like, I just, I'm kind of excited for this too. This looks awesome. Like, I wonder if it's going to kind of play out to be kind of like a fantasy second life in a way. Like, it's, especially it if you can end like up that. making. Yeah. And I've always, I mean, I'm definitely a sucker for the MMO experience and also to a game where the community really makes it. I think that that's where crafting survivals can be incredible is when you get a great community. Not that this is a crafting survival, but like as an MMO where Elements you're creating it, yeah. everything. Yeah. And like where the community is really building the game with you. I think that that is going to create some amazing little niche and like goofy ass moments that will just make a game like this incredibly unique and fun. And the I'm graphics really are gorgeous. Uh, Dude, it looks fucking. Game. It looks great. I think it's worth noting that New World had this idea too, and it's alpha. This like open, uh, open market. A, yeah, it used to be like a crafting survival, player driven economy. They had all these ideas, and then they distilled it to be a bit more casual. Um, so uh, there must have been a reason why they did that, and they created uh, a niche for Pax Day, and uh, I can't wait to see what it's what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, Amelia just cool. fucked off, by the way, so I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Amelia also DC'd in the middle of that statement from Sniper, and now his mic doesn't work again. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with him. We may need to fun. sacrifice him so that his tech works. I don't know. Um, yeah. What well, he does have on it, what he also has on his list that he was trying to rapid fire is Star Wars Outlaws. We finally saw some gameplay. Um, Bobby, you are our residential Star Wars old man, and then Christian is our residential Star Wars young man. Um, I think there's literally like four years between you two. <laughs> I just say that because Bobby's wiser, in my opinion. I don't know why. Um, because he doesn't talk a lot. I, I think it's a little more than four years. <laughs> he he is wiser, though. I will I will give him that. But he does also have less gray hair than me. So who is wiser in reality? <laughs> oh, I got. Are we talking about the beard? Because I think I got you beat there, dude. I've got a. I'm going full on Santa Claus in the beard. Hell yeah, Bobby Santa Claus. <laughs> Bobby I don't want a dragon. Claus. It's not going to happen, son. Getting white. Um, yeah, Star Wars Outlaws. They had the uh, uh, last Monday. They had it was like a 12 minute gameplay trailer, and they talked about the different things you can do in the world. And it uh, it seemed like a lot of people, and kind of the trailer too, were focused on the lore, which I get is really big in Star Wars. But I, I was kind of looking for something else. So to me, the gameplay trailer didn't really excite me that much. 
Um, it looks like you're playing a, a female Han Solo. Um, it, it's an open world where you take on different missions. There's a lot of risk versus reward. And it, there's a lot of options on how you want to play the game, which is a big thing these days. Like, do you want to play stealth? Do you want to go guns out? Or how do you want to handle each encounter or situation? So I, I don't know. I remain hopeful. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't really see much in, in the way of like a progression or leveling system, but maybe I didn't watch closely enough. I, I don't know. What were your reactions? Anyone else that watched it? Um, I think an open world game set in the Star Wars universe, especially between episode, I mean, movie five and six is a good idea. The only thing that I wish that they would do that would probably even sell even more copies and more pre-orders would be to make the game completely customizable in the sense of your character and everything. I don't have a problem with playing as a female character. I love Horizon Zero Dawn and a bunch of other shit. Um, but I feel like with Knights of the Old Republic, for example, you have a game that is arguably one of the greatest RPGs of all time, and you can completely customize it. Star Wars and Lucasfilm and the IP as a whole has the capability to do that, and I, I have, I'm hopeful for the game. I'm probably going to pick it up and play it. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I think they could do more. You have so much money, especially with the Star Wars IP. I think you can do more. Well, we don't know exactly what we're getting yet. I mean, we'll yeah. see. It's not going to be a multiplayer game, which true is a little disappointing uh, for me. But you know what? Neither was KOTOR uh, or Knights of the Old Republic 2. And those games were amazing. So I, I, I remain yeah. hopeful. And with the female protagonist, I mean, like, maybe they're trying to tell a story and that's who they want to tell it through, you know? Like, I get that they have this open world, but if I think of, like, Assassin's Creed or some other open world-ish type games, uh, or, um, you know, they made uh, a design decision to tell a story through a certain main character. So I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, if that's their choice, then... I mean, I I don't have a problem with, like, playing that character. Would I... I I mean, I don't even have a problem. What it is is like I, I wish that it would be a customizable character, right? Um, do do they do that anymore? Are we getting away from that? Because I'm thinking, and it feels like a lot of recent games they pick a character, and this is partially maybe because the performance is more of a big deal. They're getting like legitimate actors and voice actors to play these characters. They're even modeling the characters off of what the actor looks like in real life. It seems like they're, they're casting these games more rather than giving you this blank slate player character for you to customize or project yourself onto. Like we never see the, the silent protagonist anymore, but I, I feel like we're also seeing less of the, the blank slate uh, you, player do, character. Do you think that this is in contrast to Jedi Survivor? Instead of a, a, a lightsaber wielding protagonist, we have one that is a, a gunslinger and a pilot and a, and a fast talking outlaw. Do you uh, think I mean, that- it's, we see that stereotype a lot or that, that character a lot in Star Wars. It's, it, it's Han Solo, right? I mean, this is the female Han Solo. We see that, that, uh, that come up a lot. So, and I think it fits the game design better because you're going out on missions, you're taking jobs. So, you know, it makes sense that you'd be a smuggler. And, you know, I do like this time period of between this, the um, empire and return of the Jedi. I, I, I like, maybe it's because of shadows of the empire, but I like that kind of area to tell a story in, but 
I, I don't know. Now that I'm older and like I reflect on these movies, I feel like maybe that's not like the best spot. It It is because like it resets everything. You know, Empire Strikes Back, the Empire is like back in control and everything's looking real bad for the uh, for the um, I almost said the Republic <laughs> 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 for the rebels. The Republic. Um, but there, but it makes them the underdogs again. So you can go into Return of the Jedi and you can basically redo the original Star Wars, which now that I look back on everything, I'm like, God, they really, Star Wars was really creatively bankrupt after the second movie. But Do you, do you think that, the, do you think that this era of Star Wars is overplayed? Do you think that they, that they should move into a future or past of that era? No, no. I mean, I still like this. I, I think the best spot, and I, I, George Lucas did this on purpose, but between Attack of the Clones and um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I, they kind of skip over the entire Clone Wars, and they did that on purpose because they can fill that with TV shows, miniseries, video games, wh- whatever, and that's a pretty smart move. But that's also, I, I, I really kind of like that gap to, to put stories in as well. Dude, I well, love the... I love the Mandalorian episode with the separatist in it. Like, it's really interesting that there's mm-hmm. this ideology of people who are like, we were right. Like, the Republic was going to take over and we needed to leave before they were going to become this, like, empire ruling our lives. Uh, and I don't know. I think that's a good retrospective to an interesting Yeah, because when you look back, it's like we're the, the separatists are, like, put as the bad guys in those movies, but honestly like <laughs> the good guys become the bad guys in, in those movies you know you know what thing i i really liked right when so i'm a deep lore guy i like seeing tie bombers and all this oh, other shit uh but what i did like was seeing the like uh the empire reclamation program when it came to characters where they're yeah. like when they were like empire officers and that was in the um, andor i think in this generation of entertainment, right, you know, we're coming, we're they're coming out with things for kids. Like literally, one of Vivian's, my two-year-old's favorite shows is Star Wars Jedi, um, and which is about these little kids that are Jedi's uh, or Padawans, and they're training under Yoda, and she loves it. It's cute, it's fun, whatever, blah blah blah. But I think for the more adult, um, like older range, I think we need more serious shows like Andor. Because when you watch the first episode of Andor, like no, no spoiler at all. You're like, holy shit, this is a different caliber of show. They are not afraid to show somebody to get their fucking brain blown off with a blaster. <laughs> and, and oh, I, spoiler. No. <laughs> you don't know who. That's right. Um, but what, what cool. I'm saying, I, I think we need to even start seeing that in video games. It, it, Star Wars is such an old IP. It, it is easy to do wrong. It's easy to make things that are Star Wars that are forgettable. Um, like Even Mandalorian right now is becoming predictable. But... We'll see with this new game. I have high hopes for this new game. I'm like I said, I'm probably going to pick it up. It looks fun from the gameplay. I always like discovering new blasters and and new you know explosives and things like that in video games. So I, I, I'm going to pick it up. I I like Same. the look of it. I don't I don't. It doesn't look terrible. Um, and I do like I, a lot of protagonists in the row in a row have all had like a little computer buddy that's on their shoulder. For some reason, I, really, I was sold on the little mammal, dude. Like it, it's it cool. was so <laughs> cute, dude. It was yeah, so I liked awesome. it. <laughs> and then he sabotages like the fucking little thing and the door. It's it's so good. Yeah. I mean, what I I think another thing is that I think a, a really good thing that could that Star Wars could exploit or not exploit but use in the future is maybe even a co op game 
because there's so many like when you when you watch the Star Wars movie, everybody kind of has their main buddy or their main character that every character has, right? Han Solo has Chewbacca, um, you know, Ray has Finn, and and so on and so on. I think I that a Star po Wars has Finn. Well, yeah, Poe has Finn actually. Now he's a super buddy. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, imagine a Star Wars game that's open. Uh, it's open a world. You have an AI companion that's a main, like, a main character in the sense. Um, and it's it's set in the Star Wars world. Uh, what was the game that was like? You're in prison in like 1950s Louisiana, and you have to escape. It's made by that guy. Um, fuck, oh. what is it called? Yeah. Uh, uh, get out. You, um, get no. Mm, get in. A way out. Way out, yeah, well, a way out. I mean, you played it, it. It's the only game we've played together out. in the last decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, but any, anyways, out, right? it, yeah, it's a way mm -hmm. out. It, it's a narrative story driven. Uh, it's a narrative story driven game that has a lot of mechanics that are discovered through the in game like gameplay and 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 uh, storytelling. If you had that with Star Wars, I think you would kill it. I think if you had a Star Wars drama game where you had a the two player of the ability to play two player, but probably the expectation to play two player, you would make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. Yeah. But they're too busy working on you know the makers of XCOM. Do you listen to this podcast? And they heard Bobby's idea for the Bad Batch, and they've been working on that ever since they heard it two or three years ago. <laughs> and I can't wait to see the reveal. I can't wait to see what they reveal. So yeah. <laughs> One, okay, <laughs> back to my stuff because it's super important. We no, just no. we just got one of your things done. <laughs> but keep on, keep on. You got more. Um, ferocious, Bobby, I put this on here just for you. It's um, the Lost World with machine guns. So you land on Skull Island. It's not Skull Island, but that's pretty much what it is. You fight dinosaurs with machine guns. Um, we've seen things kind of like this before, but this so one actually Jurassic doesn't. Jurassic Park 3. What? So like Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park 3. 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So uh, this one doesn't look bad, actually, dude. It looks like they actually care. It doesn't look like they're going to take our $20 and run with it like Stomping Land did. Um, so, anyway, I put it on there for you, and maybe uh, you'll take a look at it. <laughs> maybe not. Um, Hidden Door. Oh, this was cool. This was so cool. So, um, this has a AI built into the system. You and a group of friends get together, and you take cards and you put the cards in the game the cards could be um an evil dragon another one could be a castle and another one could be um uh, enchanted forest and then the ai will take those cards and make a brand new story with those things in it uh, that's never been written before and you will play through it with um kind of like um like an improv so you go you're like what do you want to do here and then you type jump and then it'll give you like four things you could do jump over the chasm jump on the monster's back you know it's all procedurally generated and you're taking part in it um now it's not just fantasy um it looks like it's going to be taking um it's trying to be able to do any kind of story so they have sci-fi ones. They have all kinds of different ones. And they said that they're working with, who knows, because it sounds like a small developer, but it seems like they're working, they said they're working with like TV shows and directors right now that are putting out content. And then they're like, that universe would be so easily, like other IPs, like media IPs would be, be able to plug in. So you could like, I'm not saying expanse, but like, 
there could be an expanse one you just plug in and you play through an expanse um you know like, like story but it's original just to you and your friends so it's like it's like a D and D and AI is the DM in a way. Um, not it didn't seem overly complex because they're using a card system where you just drag and drop, and it just kind of like fills in. Uh, but even if this doesn't work out, at least people are looking at this and not how can we make money with AI, but how can we have fun with AI? So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Hidden Door is the game. Nice. And Vampire Survival 1.5. Uh, this kind of like jumped out at me because um, they came out with a DLC and I bought it just because I feel like I owe them money for making a new genre. I I, I played it for a couple minutes and I was like, uh, I don't get it. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. Take my money. And then I saw the 1.5 and I was like, whoa, this looks like a whole new game. Like they really went for it. I don't know if it's a free... Usually when you do a 1.5, that's a free free LC. Um, they have a bunch of new characters. They have this like randomization wheel where it kind of like spins and it, and, and it brings together a bunch of like you'll have these mobs with these abilities and this kind of like um, treasure if you beat them. Um, it's like this random wheel that has three segments um, moving. And then I saw some of the action. I was like, I definitely haven't seen anything like that in the original Vampire Survival. So I'm so glad that like the guy who made the original game is pushing the envelope and not not just resting on his laurels. Even if this game falls flat, at least he's fucking taking risks. Like, who cares? The game's three bucks, you know? Like, go for it. Yeah. You already made your money. Somebody, somebody already gave you game of the year. Like, get crazy, dude. Like, who cares? Don't don't be a Call of Duty that doesn't want to deviate so much that, you know, they can't take risks. Well, I think Activision has a lot more to lose than this guy. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> Just dude. The it's true, dude. But like, they have investors. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, as long as you're small, be mobile. Pivot. Do mm-hmm. do new things. and Continue to do new things. It's awesome. And that's it Absolutely. for me. That was my 72 games. Nice. Yeah. Got a quite a rain going on of different games that are uh, you know involved. You sit there and you got like these little other you know ones that you're. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm trying to fucking segue. It's not working. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it over to space rain. That's what I put on the radar. Uh, and this game is cool. It's an indie space sim and strategy game where you have ship and fleet combat mixed with management of your space corporation definitely gives me some expanse vibes that came out on june 12th 2023 so very recently just came out it's by propulsive games and so far it has an 81 percent of very positive so not crazy high but still pretty cool you can claim sectors for your faction and raise influence and you know you can have these resource exploiting corporations in a state of conflict so you're just doing all this space battle and space fighting and combat which is cool it looks great um it kind of reminds me of i would imagine like a uh, more simplified elite dangerous but it does look pretty great with a whole bunch of different data and points and like kind of what you uh, are aiming for and yeah you're trying to establish uh, your corporation but i know that uh Christian, I know that you know quite a bit about this game as well. 
Yeah, I've been following this for a while because this guy, the developer, is pretty active on Twitter, and he always does that iterative thing where he's uh, he he asks his audience, "What do you think of this feature?" And then they like live vote on it, and then like a week later, he'll have that feature. And he's done that as far as I can tell since like 2019. Uh, and he's done it so regularly, and it's become so popular that the makers of The Expanse, the writer's room of The Expanse, they have an account. I don't know who exactly runs it. Sometimes Ty Frank, I'm sure. But they've commented on this game, and they've been like, this looks awesome. Keep going. Like, we would do this. We would do that. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And I did play the demo during the last Steam Next Fest, and it is fucking complicated because it looks a little low uh, graphics, and it looks like it would be more casual. So I'm like, okay, cool. Expanse, combat. Uh, Nick's headphone is right beside the thing, so I'm hearing myself, but it's Sorry all good. Uh, like, <laughs> simple simple combat, like, expanding your stuff. But then I played it, and, dude, all these fucking doohickeys I have to turn off and on. Uh, <laughs> I have to manage, like, five or six different ammo types. My propulsion meters, if I get hit on the left wing, I can't turn a certain way, and every bullet hits. There's no shields or anything like that. So... It's it's pretty fucking hardcore, um, and the demo I played it was hard for me to manage everything. But of course, I only spent an hour or two hours on it. Um, so, if you're out there looking for something hardcore with just a lower visual look to it, uh, but still deep mechanics, I think yeah, this game is this game is it. I feel like this it's is not cool disparaging one. these people at for all. For those like, wondering the numbers, it. 19 people are playing now. 31 is today's peaks. And the all-time peak is eighty-four. What, what do you think? What do you think these people think when like Starfield is like, "Hey, check this out," and it's going to be fourteen ninety-nine? Mm-hmm. Like, this I, game's I mean, seventeen ninety-nine. Anything bad about that? Like, awesome. Maybe it's not even a competitor, but at some point, you got to be like, oh, "It's another space game," and. There's Starfield. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, oof, that's a tough one. Yeah, but to we always, on you always run into that an indie versus a AAA game. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. always run into that. It's just the theme this whole year seems to be space. Space and space and space. Because there's another space game. Speaking of The Expanse, The Expanse has a Telltale game coming out. On the well, the first episode is going to launch on July 27th because we started going down a wormhole in the expanse, and turns out there is an expanse game coming out, so that's pretty cool, pretty neat. Uh, doubt it's going to be able to compete with Starfield again, but it's, I feel like Starfield's going to be competing with Baldur's Gate 3. Let's be real, like it comes out yeah. literally like a week before Starfield is Baldur's And here's Gate another one, 3. too. Um, uh, Path of Exile 2 was like, here, here's ours, you know, like. Boom, looks awesome. It looks great. Except for there's this giant thing called Diablo 4 that kind of beat you to the punch. I, I, don't, I don't know how you can... But it's Diablo 4 in space. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Who would, would actually yourself? play? Who would actually play... Di- I ask you this. I ask this group in confidence. Who would actually play Diablo 4? Who among us would? Who? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna play Diablo. Every, every Diablo single one of us <laughs> <laughs> might play some um, Diablo four after this. Nick, are we gonna save your segment? Let's save it for next episode. We're gonna go super long on this. Sure, that's fine. All right, cool. Um, uh, Christian, you have anything to say about City Skylines specifically? Real quick, City Skylines two was announced. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, I, it's a day one purchase for me. Obviously, they're making more delineation of zoning codes and 
curb lengths and all that exciting stuff they have you're gonna love the urban planning they have infrastructure under the roads finally the roads come with sewer and power hookups so like they should you shouldn't just be able to run lines anywhere you fucking want that's private property you bitches um and (laughs) i'm just so excited for it city skylines too Um, hopefully i'm gonna pick it up the day it releases but uh we'll see do you know when it releases uh sometime in october i think october 10th i just pulled that out of my butt uh october 24th oh so close come on the butt poll that was pretty close close enough (laughs) so as as we move into uh highlights games that we have played i just want to give a a quick reminder that aliens dark descent is coming out june 20th the day this podcast release that is the real-time strategy aliens game made by the developers of battlefleet gothic armada so could be Ooh. interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Also, another game we had talked about, Trepang 2 or Trepang Squared. Uh, kind of an interesting looking shooter. That's coming out soon as well. These are all games we've talked about before on On the Radar. They're just uh, approaching their release date. Ooh, I like that. I like what you just did there, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, so as we move into highlights, I guess, uh, we talked a lot about Diablo four. I am still playing the hell out of this game. It's probably my game of the year at, at this what level point. Are you I'm at? In, uh, 86. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, I've hit body. the wall of level 44. Oh, dude, the wall's at 70. Get ready. Dude, oh, Get ready for that wall. <laughs> dude, it's <laughs> so bad. Talk, Bobby, you got a new wall for Diablo four. Like, You're like, oh, you man, found you the normal wall. Too. This is the great wall at 70 now. <laughs> Bobby, you know, what's funny. <laughs> great wall Your girlfriend probably thinks something's wrong. Like she thinks like, he's been so distant lately. Like she's beating herself up about like, oh, why isn't he calling me? He's not answering the phone. Little does she know, it has nothing anymore. to do with her. It's Diablo Four, dude. No, it's dude, like that. There is another the woman. Her <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, or just get yourself a new girl. You know, one that plays Diablo Four with you. There you go. Your new girl's Lilith, son. Yeah, your new uh, girl is Lilith. I still don't know true. who Lilith is. I, is she Diablo? God damn it! Okay, okay so here it is. Okay, you don't, so that's a rhetorical you, question. Yeah, you don't you need to say Yeah, of course, of course. Well, um, I'm just going to quickly say Lilith is the daughter of Hatred, which I said before, but she's the daughter of Mephisto, which I might be mispronouncing that. I'm Mephisto. from Michigan, all right? That's Yeah, Mephisto. Uh, and that is one of like Diablo's uh, uh, brothers. So Diablo is the Lord of the Hell. uncle. Yeah, okay. and the Lord of Hell, but he's also Lilith's uncle. Yeah, there's a who, whole family tree. Who who called for this? Who said? Okay. Where did Diablo come from? So originally, Hell. the game was a very very oh Jesus, <laughs> a very very in depth for the time RPG. Uh, the story was like, hey, Diablo's gonna come and destroy fucking everything. You need to go kick his butt, oh weary traveler, and that's about it, right? Now it's like, we have a family tree of these demons, and if you kill all of them, uh, reality ceases to exist. So have fun, (laughs) you know. Is that good or bad? You don't want a reality to cease to exist, do you? So that's that's one of the things about the story. Well, you're in this like this world sanctuary that's kind of a world in between worlds that they used as like a battleground world. It's called, it's like purgatory in in the Bible. Oh, I know the Bible. I know about that one, yeah. 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 I know about that one. I know the Bible. <laughs> that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, like but like I she said, it's like a world between uh, a world between worlds that they use as a battle at a battle place. 
Okay. And I, humans were not meant to live there that long and like start settling, but then they did. So that's kind of the world that you're presented in. in. And Lilith is like the queen succubus or whatever, but she's claimed to be like the mother of sanctuary. And so, okay. um, oh, so she's. I'm good. really enjoying the story so far. No, so she's that, that's, not good. So that's oh, she's, that's she's the interesting bad. thing, right? Like, how do you, how do you like? it's not much of a story like ruiner if you kill all the lords of hell you would think you wouldn't want to do that because they're all bad they're all literal demons and they want to slaughter everybody um all the good shit goes away as well because they lose purpose and so it's it's like like star wars like the good balances the return of the yeah yeah but with demons and angels and shit um, yeah. without it being biblical in a sense, um, except for the names like Belial and Beelzebub okay. and all that shit. Is there um, any way you guys could tell, bo- both of you tell Bobby your favorite piece of lore and why you like it and what's special <laughs> about it? That's a good question. Yeah, I know. Mine, well, <laughs> I mean, you guys can I mean, think about it. You don't need yeah. to answer right away. That's I mean, I can, I can, I can say. I, we I could think... talk about something interesting. I mean, while so, you guys think about it. So one of my one of my favorite parts of the game is like, for example, the the leading protagonist and 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 narrator for the last one was someone called Deckard Kane, and Deckard Kane was like this old frail guy. It was like you need to defeat the demons using your necromancer powers. You triangle know, rope, press Y to summon three skeletons. The new yeah, one's they, like, the new Deckard is like, I got alcoholism. I hate my kids. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't want to save the world, but I have to because I made an oath. Okay. Like, it's a great time. Um, but um, what, what about you, Amanda? <laughs> um, I've always loved the way that they have made angels accessible in, like, the lore and in the storyline and how you follow them through and, like, just how... Um, the angels kind of assist you and work with you and that these are more like it's not just gods and demons that you're necessarily talking about like you are interacting with them and so I've always and like they've always influenced all of each other as well um, like there's like a story I'm trying to not spoil too much but like I I do love that they have um, Lilith kind of sticking true to her like enticing almost siren which is very like succubus kind of ways exactly. and kind of pulling people in you know with these promises to kind of like fuck them over afterwards and so the way that she does that in the storyline of this game I think is is done really kind of well and true to the lore of what that would all be and so you do get to see some of the characters kind of uh, fall for that and it's uh, I do enjoy the lore aspect of that does Tyrael fall for that the tank mm, not no um, in, in this game or in this universe right it, it seems like where every, wherever, wherever you go there's always evil right and, and that technically means that like the followers of Diablo and the followers of evil are constantly like taking over and like mm-hmm. you are the minority. And that's why there's so many like, you're like, God damn, there's like 80,000 fucking demons and like no angels. Um, you, you walk around and you see like normal people that are just trying to use an outhouse and like a demon cuts them in half. You're like, fucking Christ, this place sucks to live in. And, uh, your, your whole job really is to bring that balance back. Um, I'm like three quarters of the way still through with the story. I've just, uh, I, I'm pretty far, but in reality, I haven't put in too much time in the game that I should be doing. Um, and I, I, 
I plan on getting to max level this week. So, sorry, oh, Bobby. Nice. I'm, Good I'm sorry that I've funneled all this torture to you. I think I'm you know. Gonna... I know. I said that I we don't edit the show, but I'm I might just cut all that out, guys. <laughs> I might just cut the last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blizzard had their their first campfire chat, which is uh, a video that. Or a live stream that they had where they address a lot of uh, what the players are talking about, the direction of the game, the changes that they're going to make. Uh, and I didn't watch it because it was super long, but I did uh, read the updates on it. And I do know the complaints from a lot of people that have been playing the game at least as much as I have. And I've played so much of the game. And anytime you do that with any game, you're going to see the the little problems that other people will probably not notice. And there are quite a few of them. Like there's a lot of quality of life changes that I feel like needs to happen. I don't like the way they sort the aspects. It, it makes it super annoying when I'm trying to find one. Um, when you run nightmare dungeons, you don't teleport to the dungeon. You got to run all the way over there. Um, it, it's hard when you reset your Paragon boards and your skill tree, like you have to unclick every single thing in the paragon board and it's like dude there's like 90 of them come on um and there's no party finder so what i've been doing i've been playing with people a lot because that's what i enjoy do doing i like co-op games and i like playing things with other people um i've been going into discord and just posting you know like 86 barb looking for group nightmare dungeon 45 plus and uh put my bnet tag there and hopefully somebody messages me or they what they have to do at that point is invite me or add me as a friend in BNet, then invite me to the party, and then I got to teleport to them. Um, they have no, I, I'm pretty sure Diablo 3 had this where you could just queue up for something and get right into it. But the game seriously needs it because what happens is now my my battle net is just filled with these random people I don't know. So, and you can only have so many random friends, friends in battle net. Dude, random friends. <laughs> I'm never going to see these people again. They're they're on a different. They're either higher or lower level. Like That's we just choice, don't get a sync up. That's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> no, dude. And like I'm, I'm looking for someone right now. It's just like in. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like in uh, World of Warcraft. Like you just need somebody to group up with for a dungeon. You're not looking for like a friend here. You know, you're just so, looking for a quick time. I yeah, just looking for a quick, just looking for a quick hookup. Um, <laughs> so I constantly to have to. Uh, Bobby, if you make friends of these people, you can meet up with them later. <laughs> Bobby's like no first names, no, no first no. names, no last no. names. You, you can't I'll do that because, you, but I won't kiss you. These people have. <laughs> We'll do a raid together. Do not talk to me. We'll do, we'll do 13 Nightmare Dungeons together in one night. I'm not adding you, son. It's, well, no, it's just like World of it's Warcraft. Like You are on two different paths, and you're not going to like buddy up with someone and continue to play the game. Like They got their no. stuff to do, and you got your stuff to oh, do. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't play totally. this game completely synchronistically. Like you can't. Is that a word? I don't know. Why but, would you do something for somebody if you didn't you aren't going to get something out of it? Of course. I, I don't why think you understand what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm taking a I'm taking a bus bus north and you're taking a bus south and like we meet up for a minute and then we go our separate ways. That's how this is. It's not like you can continue playing with yeah, someone it, and do everything that they do. It's like, dude, but, I need I need forgotten souls from Helltide. I need to run these nightmare dungeons. I need to do uh, the renown in this area. This guy needs the renown in another area and he needs to run these dungeons. It's just like you can't yeah, but, it's really hard to like continuously if, if you, play with the same people if you if you build the roster of people 
eventually you're going to have people that these are, people aren't leveling as fast as me or some of them are leveling faster than me, so they're doing <laughs> they're different not content. as good as me no, they're doing different content dust. dude no that's what i'm getting at dude they're doing different content bobby is right I'm, there's I'm a moment in time where right. we intersect where we need to group up and then we go <laughs> other ways because they're doing different content. Thank you for grabbing you, you, you need to get a rock. I need to slay Satan. This is a different yeah. fucking world, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so th that's honestly my biggest complaint because I hate having to constantly prune my friends list because I've reached the cap and then I got to add more people. And plus there's problems with adding people and it, it's just kind of clunky. They really need a group finder in there. So during the campfire chat, Blizzard has addressed a lot of these things. They're going to allow teleporting to dungeons. They're going to change some things with the inventory like gems are going to be counted as a resource and they aren't going to take up slots in in oh, your uh, in awesome. your inventory you should it, be super just, speed in um in town too Not, like you should really oh, yeah, you like can't even dash your horse in town. In, town, yeah. in town yeah which is yeah. yeah but these are little things it's going to get better and that's the greatest oh, thing sure. about this yeah. game. Yeah. Well, well, what I like to think about is Diablo 3. Like when that game came out, it had so many problems. I mean, it Dude. was clearly pay to win with the auction house. Yep. Um, it, it just, there were a lot of issues when that game first came out. There was just so much trash loot. Oh my God, the trash loot. Uh, and you look at where that game eventually got to and it's incredible. So I, I feel like Diablo 4 has got a ton of people playing it. They're paying close attention to what the players want, and it looks like they're being responsive. So I, I remain hopeful here. I think things are going get, to get better. They're really trying to get people to focus on the nightmare dungeons and not just trying to... Um, everybody's just trying to get as much XP as possible and level up, and they found the fastest way to do this is the regular dungeons. So they've been nerfing the regular dungeons, and people have been a little upset about that, but they said they're going to boost things in the nightmare dungeon so they're figuring things out things are a bit they're kind of in a, a transient state right now a little bit but i i'm still really enjoying the game and but, when i say enjoying the game not the story not anything else i, I will spend <laughs> i will get like four levels which could take me days like to get these levels and then i'll build up all these legendaries and i'm running dungeons so fast that i just throw the legendaries in my chest and then i'll spend probably three hours just sitting there going through all the things looking at the stats comparing them doing research like i'm deep dude i, I don't want to <laughs> talk like tech techniques but i'm like deep dude i've been like having to learn all this stuff about damage buckets and snapshotting and just like all these technical Bobby, aspects of the game cor correlation does not mean causation but like this is the worst i've seen your hair in probably six months <laughs> oh the hair maybe is, yeah it's i think bad. maybe one might have something to do with the other you know what i mean <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I know, dude, I'm like doc brown here i'm just like marty marty <laughs> look you gotta have the highest attack power and attack speed okay whirlwind's your only option you gotta go bleed jerker whirlwind marty <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a gif inside the inside the fucking you know video inside the in the crew chat. Yeah. No, that is I, I do need to get a haircut. I'm actually going. I've been cutting my own hair since COVID, and I'm actually gonna go get my haircut for the first time in years tomorrow. Hell yeah, cool. dude! Let's get a before and after Hell picture. Yeah. Hey, no, no, uh, no pressure, but two of, two of my friends had panic attack panic attacks while having haircuts for some reason. That's so Just strange, dude. I love getting my hair cut. Okay, good. Oh, so do I. I think it's like an experience. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I was 11, I got a bowl cut. And I cried. Oh, my. <laughs> All right, Oliver. So tree bad, it was so fucking bad. Christian, we're not in the trust tree. I'm not sure if that was appropriate. 
Sorry, um, dude. I didn't mean to dump on you like that. You're right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what's kind of a deep cut is uh, this movie that I watched earlier today called Escanaba in the Moonlight. Because the deep cut mm. is that this movie is uh, terribly great. <laughs> it is uh, hilarious. It's another freebie movie that you can watch. They have it on freebie, so like there's ads and stuff. But it is. Um, it's hilarious. It was in 2001, and Jeff Daniels is the one that directed it. He wrote it. He stars in it. And it's about this, like, macho man in Michigan that's pretty much on the border of Wisconsin and both uh, north enough to be pretty much Canada light. And so <laughs> they um, are trying to break the oldest son's curse of never having bagged buck. And if you guys want a really hilarious time, including uh, ridiculous accents... You should absolutely watch this movie. It what was the name of it again? It's called Escanaba in the Moonlight. Escanaba in the Moonlight. Um, as yeah, far well, as like media and um, referrals, Bobby, you're a goddamn hero. Nicholas, let him have it. What do you mean? Oh, my God, dude. Are you, are you talking about Bobby's taste in, in movies? And primal, one... dude. I'm talking about Primal. Bro. Oh, Primal. Dude, you guys bro. finally started watching dude. Primal? <laughs> we started dude. crying, dude. Uh, it was that good. It, it, is, it, is. it gets better. I, I don't know how far you're, you're in. We're but episode like eight. Oh, yeah. my God. So not even the second season, dude. It just it, it astounds me that the show can somehow top itself. It just keeps getting better and better. I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I was thinking about that when I was watching the first season. I'm like, how, where do they go from here? And yeah. you're saying it gets better. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that's where I, every episode I'm just like, where do you even go from here? But yeah, it, it just gets it's better. It's insane, better. dude. But it and comes out very it. slowly, just like a lot of uh, you know, like Rick and Morty. Like they come out with a season every couple of years or something. This is the same way. Like it's just it's like an episode <laughs> every couple of years. It seems. As the best cartoon I've seen. I don't fuck. I don't know. I really liked Arcane. But other than Arkane, I would say back to Avatar Airbender. I would say it was the last cartoon this good. It, 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 Dude, it's like driving when you're like eight years old with your fun uncle. And everything oh, is just you think you're going to fucking die. And you think all the people you love are going to die. And then it's just it, you just don't know. what's. It's just an adrenaline ride the whole time. The highs it's are highs. So... The lows are lows. And there's no dialogue. It's a yeah. lot of grunting. It's a lot of roaring. It's just a good show. Bobby, I, trivia. Do you know their names? Uh, Fang and Tooth? Or Spear Fang and, and Spear. Fang and Spear. I that today. Yeah. yeah. Um, anybody who hasn't seen this, it's a Tarkovsky. I think that's how you pronounce it. Jendi Tartovsky. Yeah, he did Dexter's Lab, so it's that style of animation. He also did a fantastic um, miniseries for the Clone Wars. It was called the the Clone Wars, but there's two Clone Wars. There's the CGI animated one, and then there's this, like... Silent They released it in... No, no, it's not... uh, the Clone Wars one isn't silent. They released it in two-minute chunks on Adult Swim, but if you put it all together, it's like two one-hour episodes, basically. Yeah, it's the Clone Wars. That. The animation's great. The Mace Windu scene is just incredible. Like, that's the one I always go back and watch. Well, if, you want a resum- if you it want a resume for a man... Didn't it? No, they're talking about Primal. Primal is about a caveman and his dinosaur, and there's no dialogue in it. No, there's sorry, no but the, the Star Wars one has no dialogue as well, right? No, they talk. Oh, they they, they talk. Okay. Yeah, they they give orders and stuff. If you want a resume, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Lore, uh, Laboratory, 
Star Wars The Clone Wars, Hotel Transfer- Transylvania 1, Hotel Transylvania 3, 2, and 4, uh, and much fucking more. The Powerpuff Girls. Uh, it goes on and on. He's written he's multiple the episodes. of our generation. Uh, is- yeah. Even when yeah. he's not making it, he's not animating himself, he's killing it in writing. Like, this is good, dude. Yeah, he's very talented. I never watched Samurai Jack, but I know that was really popular. Bro, you got to watch Samurai Jack. <laughs> The Scots. Yeah, so my my good. favorite cartoon episode of all time is called The Scotsman, and imagine a samurai from feudal Japan meeting the most belligerent, shit talking Scotsman, and them beating the fuck out of robots for like twenty minutes. It is the best <laughs> episode, dude. It it, it um, but Primal is a must see if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, it's on HBO. Mac. Oh, it's not even HBO Max anymore. It's on my. It's on Max. Um, if you don't have Max, uh, figure it out. You know, there's plenty of ways to see shit online. That was um, Escanaba in the moonlight. Yeah, yeah that was uh, great. Yeah, they're gonna give you great <laughs> suggestions for movies and shows. I'm gonna give you so bad that they're great in a different way. You know. And so yeah, that's Escanaba in the moonlight. And so it, you know, dude, I love the poster for two that or movie. Three by the hours, way. and you'll enjoy it, huh? I love the poster for that movie. It is, dude, it is ridiculous. It is very funny. It's like there's UFOs, there's um, superstition, there's a, a guy, his dad, and his like family wanting to um, get away for deer camp and, and go camping and enjoy all of that. There's a random ranger from Detroit who just sings <laughs> the whole time. It is, it's, um, it's pretty fucking great <laughs> So in that it is uh, terrible, but it is very funny. And Nick, so, were you yeah. up with Street Fighter Six? Um, as for me, I have discovered that actually playing this game, uh, this shit's hard with modern controllers, and fuck that shit if you're old. Um, I just want to mention, I just picked up the game today. I bought it. Um, I modern played Ryu because he's a... Huh? Modern controls. modern controls. Yes, yes. You're having a hard time with modern controls because you. I, I switched player. it immediately. I lost my first yeah. two rank matches because I thought it would automatically assign classic. It did not. No. Um, for those who are above the age of twenty, um, make sure you go to settings and when you choose your character for online play, you switch the control type to classic. You will thank me later. Uh, you will not get the shit kicked out of you uh, from like Iron Three players if you do that. Um, the game is awesome so far. I'm being forced to try out characters that I've never tried out, especially the new ones, uh, because of the fact that the gameplay style is is so different from the other Street Fighters. It's not too different where it's like it's a completely different game, but um, the dynamic of using um, like a, a power up move where you can get through blocks and you can kind of get through. Um, it's kind of like a, a, it's a drive attack. Yeah, it's called drive attack. It's like this, like baiting, and it's baiting in and out of having your, your opponent do it first before you, or catching your opponent while they're blocking uh, to use it. And I think it's arguably the best Street Fighter innovation in a very, very long time. I'm gonna yeah. play this game for a long time. Um, I'm just mad that Akuma's not out when the game is released because that's my character. Um, I'm about to play this like eight foot tall lady who's like from Sparta, and I'm gonna discover that shit. So. Yeah, check it out. That's all I got. Uh, Bobby, or, I mean, uh, Nick, also, um, so you have Drive Counter, right? Yes. Which mm-hmm. counters, which kind of, that's why 
Ryu's not good in this one because you can just counter everything. It's so easy. You just push two buttons together and fireballs are bullshit. But drive rush is really important. So that's when you drive counter and push forward forward while you're drive countering and you'll do a rush move. Definitely start moving. Play around with that. Very, very yeah. powerful. I, I, I got my ass kicked when someone did that to me the first time. Yeah. So. Um, if you haven't played up Street, Fi- Street Fighter in a while and you missed the game, this is definitely the version for you to pick up. And everything we're talking about, guys, um, it comes with a color code. So, like, if somebody does a drive uh, attack, their colors will show up. Like, Ken would be red and black. Ryu would be white and uh, red. Um, you can see it coming. You could, uh, you know, I'm talking about like half a second, but you can see it coming. It, it, yeah, in a way, they've slowed the game down, um, all while keeping it still Street Fighter. Like they yeah. they make decisions more accountable. Like if you fuck up, you you can fuck up real bad. Yeah, it, it's very very good. Yes, it's the best Street Fighter in years. Yeah. All right, this is a long episode, guys. Let's get to these. Listener question. Quick plug, oh. quick plug. We're on Spotify, in case you didn't know. A lot of you listen to us on Spotify, but you have to I hit do. that little subscribe button so that it makes me happy and I see the number go up. Uh, if you want to make me happy, hit the button. That's that's it. <laughs> uh, also, Spotify is rolling out this new feature where we can ask a question through Spotify, and if you're on your phone, you'll be able to answer, answer it. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to ask at the end of this question. Uh, actually, I do. For this episode, I will ask the question, is Diablo 4 a good game? And then I will vote no. And if you don't want no to be the answer, you will have to vote. So there's your, there's what you have to do. Hit subscribe, vote yes. The first question should be, do you like asking, answering questions on Spotify? Or not? Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you want to just take over my idea, dude, fine. If you want to just shoot me in the head in front of everybody, just do it, you know? <laughs> Uh, all right bobby let's hear that silky voice reading those questions man oh boy all right listener questions this one comes comes from hingle mccringleberry he says while watching the xbox showcase when the sea of thieves update came out with monkey island i was like well that's definitely an update for bobby um what other crossovers would you want to see in that game and then he's got a few follow-up questions, but I guess let's address this one first. So crossovers with Sea of Thieves, they've already done Pirates of the Caribbean. Peter They're Pan. doing Monkey Monkey Island. Peter Pan would be good, like a Captain like Hook. Hook thing. Yeah. yeah. That would that would be a good one. What other pirate pirate themed things are out there? The Goonies. That's a stretch. <laughs> Whose treasure was it? They were. Trying? I can't think of a lot of very popular pirate things. I, I, man. They were trying to find his treasure. How do you tell somebody's wrong without telling them they're wrong? <laughs> That's a stretch. Did it has to be pirate, exactly. Like it would be kind of cool to come up on a island that was used for like nuclear testing, so it gives a lot of Fallout vibes. But it's in the pirates, not not the pirates, but it's in the Sea of Thieves universe. You know what I mean? Like that might be cool to have something that's inspired like that. Or yeah, definitely. I, pirates of a crossover, like because that's that's a lot harder. Sea of Thieves in space. What about that? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, everything that? in space. Let's dude. bring that's that shit with DLG in space. Why not? DLG con next year. DLG in con in space. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Ticket costs at least two point eight million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. He also asks. Left. 
Yeah, let's talk to Elon Musk about that. Who's that other guy that flies to space? Branson? Your mom. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Cranston? Yeah, he just stopped his Brian space Cranston, company, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not Brian Cranston? Oh, my God. The guy who owns Virgin. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy who owns... It's like Richard Branson or something. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think you're actually right. I think it is Richard Branson. <laughs> uh, but, surprised. yeah, no, he, uh, he just... He just disassembled and dissolved his space company. Oh, good for him. Okay, focus all on right. the problems on the ground, folks. They're all they're all around us. Come on, eyes on the mm-hmm. prize. <laughs> all right. Uh, additionally, what other games would you be interested in seeing others cross over with? Left for Dead, and, for example, Left for Dead and Payday Three. Hmm. Mm, I mean, that's a good one. Left for Dead I, and Payday. Payday had a lot of crossovers. They did a John Wick thing when that movie got really popular. Um, like Jurassic that. Park and fuck any kind of shooter. Remember when they did the dinosaur thing with uh, with Battlefield? Like that was awesome, and that was only oh like my a, god a like, Jurassic Park Tarkov. Oh fuck that! Like an ultra realistic. <laughs> oh oh man, god. that would that would suck. I just that imagine bleeding out in suck. Russian from a fucking raptor. Yeah. You get a concussion, uh, concussion from a T-Rex just yelling off in the distance. <laughs> yeah, you can't move. You move at 50% speed because a Pachyosaur just fucking headbutted your hip. It's <laughs> yeah, a great time. You know, yeah. with the modding in Left 4 Dead, you can pretty much cross over anything with that. Yeah, right? pretty much. Left 4 Dead and the Muppets. I want all Muppet zombies chasing me as fast oh, as wow. possible. Dude, the Left 4 Dead Helm's Deep was pretty fucking fun. Dude, that, that one's a good one. It's a yeah. good map. I want right. to see a crossover of The Sims and Elder Scrolls. If I could, Holy like, shit! <laughs> if I could that's just bake bread idea. for a living, that's a great yeah. idea. That's awesome. Right? Just The Sims yep. in any universe. The Sims in Star Wars. There you go. That, like, well, you let's can... not get crazy. You know, well, let's not make the best game ever. You know, tell me I can be a mayor of Moss Eisley. Okay. He also asks: sauce on steak or just salt and pepper? Depends on salt the steak, depends on the place. Depends on the steak, depends on the place. Just salt and pepper, guys. I feel like we've been asked this question before, or this has come up, like, do you put sauce on your steak? People who put sauce do on their you... steak are liable to put mustard and fucking ketchup on it, and they can't be trusted. That's kind of my opinion. You put ketchup on steak, we have a problem. But you put some other shit... Dude, I've had some rough steaks in my life. I'm like, yo, give me the A1, because, like, this is bad. But... Uh, like traditionally, I'm going to say salt, pepper, a little bit of butter, and some rosemary. Mm. It does depend on how much I'm paying for the steak. If it's a really nice one, then I just want to get the full flavor. But, you know, if it's not, then yeah, I'll just I'll throw some A1 on there. Yeah. Yeah, another barbecue question next. Uh, barbecue sauce, A A1. Does it come with a does it come with a theme? No, uh, A1 mm-hmm. is actually technically not even a barbecue sauce. I think it's literally reserved as a steak sauce. It's very yeah. bitter, not bitter. It's very sharp tasting in the sense. Wait, like, do they not has. have A1 in Canada? Isn't no. there Worcestershire sauce hmm. in it or something? Isn't that why part is of what's it, making it, that? Why is it two primary? Like it's A, the first letter of the alphabet, and one, the second number of the number bit. I, I believe it's supposed to denote the quality of meat that it can go on top of. And at the time, it was an A1. You can uh, Nick check that fact, by so, the way. So this is so this is for top quality steak. Essentially, that it's it's so good that he would make it make a top quality steak even better. 
I don't think so. Yeah, that's um, where I disagree. Kraft Heinz made this in 1831, so take that with a grain of salt. You know, oh, yeah, it's been around since then. 1831, like meat wasn't even refrigerated <laughs> back then. I guess it would need some sauce. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very quiet, but test good. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question, Bobby? Next question from White, but still hip. Bobby, I know you hate stories and video games. Wow. <laughs> Is that what? It's uh, true, dude. I, I have said a lot of bad things about them. Okay. Why do you smile right. and then guffaw? <laughs> oh, is that me? <laughs> I don't like stories uh, and video games. I never... I don't know. Hate is such a strong word. Okay. But how do you feel about games with procedurally generated stories such as RimWorld, uh, Europa Universalis 4, and Wildermyth? I've only played I, RimWorld out of those games, but I, I don't like them any better or worse than most stories <laughs> in video games. And I don't know if yeah. I hate them. They're just not for me, man. Like, I don't, I can't engage with them. Like, they just don't do anything for me. I was like, this is one of the very few times that I'm wrong in life, but I was like, RimWorld, 98% on Steam. It's about space. It's a colony. Bobby's going to love it. I bought it for him. He was like, meh. He showed up next week. He was like, meh. I was like, all right, <laughs> man, I don't know what else to say. That said, I played it, and I, you know, it wasn't for me either. So, It's a pretty involved game. Like it's uh, pretty hardcore from what I remember, mm-hmm. but yeah. And you know, like I don't even think about story when I see those games. And of course, usually I'm thinking about mechanics, but uh, what I have a hard time deciding on is these games where they, they try to like get you to de- develop the story, you know, like fallout 76 or something where it's just it's so open that they just, or even the one we were talking about earlier, PAX day, like, it's just like you create your own story and it's just, I don't know. It's on one hand, I feel like that could be cool. On the other hand, it's like it puts the burden on the players. I think there's a perfect balance between the two of like strictly developed narratives, right? Versus uh, player based decision-making stories. I think the people that do that the best is the one that uh, days is probably thinking of. And that's um, uh, what the people that make elder scrolls and, um, uh, fucking fallout the ability to make the ability to have 12 different endings doesn't make your game good the ability to make those endings extremely different and make those endings uh impactful and real like realizable that man all the things that i've done up until this point have made these like this this ending happen makes those those endings more powerful and more impactful as a player if you have a procedurally generated story, you're like, okay, like this is just coming up with new shit. Like it feels like a D and D campaign that is being made up by someone on the spot every time you play. Um, it's not fun because you're like, oh, like what's the end story here? No one's setting up a long term goal um, besides yeah. like, defeat the ultimate bad guy. If you guys don't have a fucking imagination, that's how it must feel. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're the one that plays a goddamn game that. You're like a fucking shirt vendor on a planet in Star Wars, okay? You, you got your version of fun. That's my but story, the... dude. That's, that's, <laughs> that's very fun. That's the appeal to me personally, yeah. My dad yeah. left me on this planet when I was seven, and all I knew what to do was sew, so I made shirts. <laughs> I was threading on the streets of Mos Eisley as a young lad. Yeah. They were the best shirts, but they were colorful. <laughs> they were very breathable, but they weren't warm during the winter. And the winters on Mos Eisley are unforgivable. I learned to survive the peaks and valleys of the financial decisions of my life at eight years old. 
All right. Final question from Morconius. He says, what's the worst mission on an otherwise very good game that you can think of? For example, Vice City had a very terrible radio control panel quest or remote control radio. I got to I got to fix these questions before I read them. RC. Just say RC. Diablo, Diablo, Diablo. (laughs) Vice City had a had a very terrible radio control plane quest come to mind. The stupid plane was so hard to control on a mouse and keyboard. Dude. Vice City was not made for the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I could not beat thing. that game. I, I, I ran into a quest. It wasn't, it wasn't this quest, but I ran into a different quest, and I had to stop playing the game because I just could not do it on a mouse and keyboard. Mm. I'll tell you right now. Game too. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Even with the controller, that shit was stupid hard. Was, it was, was not was responsive. Say, yeah, I was going to say, even, even on an Xbox, like, that oh, mission con- really sucked. On a console, sure. it didn't work? And dude, it, it so like just, you would you would mash the button a little bit, and you're like, "All right, the plane's turning." As soon as you go over like ten percent, it's like veer into the ground and burn everything in the fucking ground as well, dude. It was awful. It yeah. was just not calibrated correctly. Wow. Somebody made that mission out of spite towards people. <laughs> like it was <laughs> well, not. It wasn't the only mission. There were some really bad bad missions. There were some really great missions. The one oh, yeah. with um, where you go to very early in the game, you go to a golf course and you have to like assault a guy. I mean, it's vice city it's so grand funny. theft auto game <laughs> yeah, no. that was that was a good one no, um but no. there were like all these missions that just felt so stupid like you have to jump the one that i got stuck on was when when you go to the movie studio and they send you and you have to do this jump into a building and i just couldn't do it and i was like i don't think this can be done on a mouse and keyboard they later released that game on an ipad i think and i remember thinking like how is anybody going to do that mission or is anyone <laughs> even going to make it that far in the game playing this on an ipad but um, yeah, I, I feel like as much as we all love that game, like when you go back to it, you realize how terrible it was. They had they had yet to perfect the Grand Theft Auto series at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, even just the other toy plane missions too, because there's like there was ones in GTA like San Andreas as well that were also shitty. Like I just think that GTA had like kind of a a record of really difficult flying missions that also yeah definitely when they weren't difficult they were like tedious and like boring and just not very fun because i don't remember enjoying the helicopters either (laughs) and and flying all of that shit around so i definitely the big appeal with those games was the open world like i I feel like the missions in general weren't the best thing about those games the cool thing about it was like you feel like you're in an actual world you walk around run people over do whatever like it was just the sandbox the radio yeah, was you pretty can beat great the shit out of somebody, probably. get in a car, and then make sure that you stop at every red light and you know drive your way and check out the radio. <laughs> my yeah, the my my answer to this question, by the way, is the sniper moment in Max Payne One where you have to shoot the thread. I don't know if I just had a bad TV growing up or what, or if it was too low resolution or something, but I could not fucking do it, and I had so many friends at school that also couldn't do it. And we're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with us? Are we stupid or what? Because it was bad. Um, and it's like, you, it, it's not a, it's not a skippable mission because Max Payne One was like one of those games that like, the whole game is a mission, right? Um, and I've revisited the remastered version of the game and and finally did it. Um, but that's yeah, that's my answer. I, got, I also uh, had that like dream go quick, mission though. too in Max Payne that was like, uh, do you remember that? Was that Max Payne One or Max Payne Three? But they had like the dream state where you were going through and you could hear three. It. It's three. Yeah, yeah, that 
I did not like that one either. That one, but that one was like just really creepy, like the baby cry, and that was a rough one. Yeah, that was a Am rough. I one. Oh, I remember poor, that. Yeah. Poor Amelia. Amelia, yeah, you are allowed he's, to talk. He's he's coming. We can through. hear you. He's coming through perfectly, but every time he tries to say something, someone just happens to start. I don't think it's personal. Does anyone love me anymore? No, it's not personal. It's just like yeah. I'm being, I'm being like very quiet. I don't want to interrupt, but I also don't know if I exist. You know, yeah. like, do I exist? Your you, mic for me you, has been, been really out. This, you've been oh, in and out geez. this whole podcast, dude. Oh, it's been a whirlwind, Amelia. But you have oh, three. yeah, he just fucked it up again. <laughs> no, he can't talk. Here. No, oh, no. He's here. He's it's here. It's loud. I got, uh, I got three answers for this. I'm going to go very quick. I stopped playing Tomb Raider because apparently I can't. I got to rotate these uh, rocks, and they don't rotate for me. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Am I doing this wrong? Looked it up. My FPS, I mean, uh, frames per second. Yeah, my FPS is too quick. Like, um, it wasn't intended for these monster graphics cards. So I guess my, yeah, it's too many frames. So it's rotating so fast that it doesn't look like it's rotating. I And and the, the fix from the uh, YouTube video was uh, you need to try to make your computer slower. So turn everything up to max and, like, do some stupid shit. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I haven't gone back uh, for that. Um, the other one is, oh, yeah, the, the plane thing. The way that I passed that level level in uh, Vice City was I, I had to switch back and forth between controller and keyboard about eight times to, to fly just right to, to whatever you had to do, pick up the guy from the boat or whatever it was. Yeah, I had to keep switching back and forth. And um, now I've already forgotten what the other thing was. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to highlight the opposite of this. The best quests. The best quests are Witcher 3. They don't put quests in the game that don't have any meaning or don't lead anywhere. There's no go get three of these. It's always like, I haven't seen my brother in a while. Can you find them? Hey, I found your brother. Oh, my brother is now in the cult. Uh, how bad is this cult? Should I take this cult down? And it's all on you? And it's like, I don't know. I got this other grand thing that I got to go do. Like, it's very, it's the best quest in any game ever. So that's the opposite of this. That'll yes. be my, after Bioshock, I think that'll be the Christian plays old game, Witcher 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get into, man. I, I, I will say, it, it was yeah, it's a, it's a rough first three hours for The Witcher. Yeah, and then it was the greatest game I've ever played in my life. So there you go. Worth it. All right, that is all our listener questions. What's everybody playing next week? Uh, Street Fighter yeah, Six. Diablo Four, Street Fighter Six. Um, I meant Diablo, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16, Bioshock 1, Bioshock 17, um, yeah. Deep Rock Galactic 2. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Deep Rock Galactic, they do have their um, uh, their next season coming out. So, or Actually, I think it is out. Is so that what's going to pull Bobby away from Diablo? I don't know. We'll see. Diablo. (laughs) It's all about Diablo right now. I'm going to be honest, but I do want to bring something new to the table next week. So I'll check something out. Did I say payday three? And that's going to be day one on Xbox game pass as well. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Dude, it's like, it's crazy. 
It's crazy. And yet, and they're, good for them. And yet, <laughs> their Game Pass, like, it's not a success. Like, not enough people are using it. It's insane. You know, what, Dude, you know what's it's, funny is PlayStation announced today that they will not make a Game Pass uh, clone at all. They they don't have any aspirations to make yeah, anything like it, Game dude. Pass. Why would they? Yeah, they're doing great. Just selling first party, first party. They're doing great. Um, well, why would they change anything? But um, as far as the Game Pass thing, it's unfortunately it's a branding issue. I feel like you got to take the word Xbox out of it. It confuses everyone. Yeah, it's like, confusing. Bobby, I, you talked to PC gamers that play on PC did not know about this. Is a group of PC gamers did not know what Xbox Game Pass was, right? Yeah, and the more yeah. I've used it with Sea of Thieves, honestly, the more I, I like it. It integrates with Windows, so I yeah. it, it kind of just becomes part of your operating system. And it, I, I've gotten real used to hitting Windows G and adjusting my sound or like checking friends list. So I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of getting used to it and enjoying the the Xbox environment on PC a little bit they, more. But yeah, there is some confusion. They have tried to rebrand it. They do call it PC Game Pass now on everything yeah. that I've seen. But during the Super Bowl, have, they were they referred to it too as PC Game Pass on the Super Bowl. Yeah, during the Super yeah. Bowl, they ran ads and they tried to rebrand it. But, but I don't they know still have a huge Xbox logo beside. Like everyone is going to be like, "Oh, this is like a call." Yeah, yeah, it is confusing. It's and it's unfortunate yeah. for them because it was like, "How do you untie this knot that we've tied ourselves in?" Um. It's a fantastic service, and it's only getting better. They're going in the right direction in everything but branding and and advertising, unfortunately. Like, hey, uh, Xbox, send Christian an email. Maybe, you know, we can sort this out for you guys. Yeah, maybe, we'll work, maybe we can work, work it out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, maybe yeah. we can work it out. We could be your spokesman. Mr. Microsoft, people. talk to us. We're also talking to Steam, so it's like between you and them, but, you know. Phil's got an inside deal an with uh, Bethesda as well, so. Write no, down no. a number on a piece of paper, slide it over to Christian virtually, and we'll see what's going on. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking for Nick, Christian, Bobby, Amanda, and myself, motherfucking Xbox Game Pass, PC Gaming Game Pass, virtual reality subscription titties. Wow. What? I can't believe you did not say Bobby did titties. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Bye. Too many eyebrows. Too much eyebrows.